I reckon they're always just tooting on some sort of pipe. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. I got it done. Yeah, yeah. Yes! 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 Yes. Oh, yes. We are here. We're back with a Bulls with Buds episode. Episode 68. Doing a little number fuckery. Oh, yeah, you did me over on that one, didn't you? (laughs) I did. Uh, I'm Sir Spencer. Chess move. (laughs) Yes. I just, uh,. I mentioned last time we went from 67 to 69 because we had the um, we had the topic all picked out for first time I ever for episode 69 first time I ever 69 and we were gonna hit you with the 68 and then do 69 and then we had a scheduling uh, snafu so we just went ahead with it we went ahead with plans and we can put 68 yeah. back in there It'll be no problem it's fine it's fine it's just a glitch. Yeah, exactly. A little hiccup. Oh, and uh, I didn't let Lorian introduce herself. Oh, yeah, I'm Dame Duh, Lorian. And uh, <laughs> joining us, of course, is Gwyff, the cock. Oh, yeah, I want to know, like. King of the Kingdom of Kent. That's the one. And uh, for everyone kind of still figuring this out, this is sort of a newer thing we've been doing, Bowls with Buds. It's our guest episodes, so we just have them intermittently added to the feed in in the regular episode pattern and uh they're just special episodes where we can get a guest to sit down and talk to and hang out with and get to know and maybe have some bowls and all that good stuff so this week Gwiff uh Gwiff is our guest so thank you for taking the time I know it's late over there uh what was it oh 33 past 11 wow John would love that uh-huh that's a nice. that's a great number Ding ding ding! On the dot. On the dot. I brought my bell. I've got a bell, but I don't want to. I don't want to alert people outside oh, in the pub. So, tell us a little bit of that about that before we get too deep into it. You're you're in the pub right now that you run, and that's been yeah. closed for how long? Uh, well, I've got still got the Christmas decks up outside. So since then, since Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, what is it? Is it not even? Would you get in trouble just being in there at all? Um, they would probably ask a few questions, but I, I'd say that the setup is rather obvious at this point. Uh, I could probably claim that was it the, the media exemption thing. Uh, I, I just see. go, I just go full exempt on everyone. Whenever, whenever I walk anywhere, and someone says, "Oh, where's your mask?" I say, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm exempt." Yeah, that's uh, we're exempt from a lot of things here too. <laughs> like it's that, easy. like all them pesky weed laws. I've been exempt from those for ages. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so. The format of this kind of evolves, but uh, we kind of have curated a list of just the basic questions that we tend to ask the buds to get into things, and um, just kind of let it unfold from there. But to get started, it's always good to kind of explain who we are in in relation to one another, like how we met. So far, we've just had online friends uh, as the buds that are in the bowl, so uh, how we found each other, I guess. yeah, the beautiful story. 
It's a beautiful thing. No agenda social, isn't it? So yep. That and the Jitsi and the and just hanging out and the and Jitsi. Obviously, I, I, I love it over there. I spend a lot of time ch- chatting with everyone. Yeah, you. It's the few times meetup, I've uh, the few times I've logged in there, you're usually uh, one of the people in there. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I don't get on as as, as often as I should, but I used to just sit in the in the car outside on the driveway. I bet all my neighbours thought, "Oh my word!" Yeah, imagine all the ring cameras picking me up, just sitting there, <laughs> just there with <laughs> you, just glowing in the in the night. Yeah. With the glow That's of the, f- the phone screen, it's funny being, because being the new uh, world order and scaring the foxes. <laughs> it was a it was a number of times I interacted with you on a number of different platforms, and it took me a while to kind of connect the dots on. Yeah, oh, this is says, the same. Yeah. This is the same yeah. guy, because I uh, followed you on No Agenda Social, and we kind of toot back and forth sometimes, and then saw you on the Jitsi, and. I don't know why. Like the very first time I ever saw you, I thought you were uh, Chris Wilson, because um, uh. <laughs> I wow. just I wasn't even paying attention. And that's um, high esteem that is. You, you were kind of very high esteem. You kind of dark in the in the car, and I He's picked a legend, up. Isn't he? He's a legend. Oh yeah, legendary, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I didn't even, you know, I, I wasn't really uh, parsing the accents correctly, and and then I found your SoundCloud. All and, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You got some good stuff on there. Yeah, and I don't know about the mixing. <laughs> it's it's uh, it it took me like a couple of months to finally go. Oh, this is all the same guy. <laughs> this is Squiff, man. And, yeah, it's me. Yeah. And then, like right around the time I connected, that was when uh, you had led on that uh, you had been an extra in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. And that yeah. uh, and your whole kind of BBC career uh, acting. Oh yeah. yeah background. Acting a long time. Yeah. So I, I kind of crawled around on some of that. Looked you up. See the old show reel on YouTube. That's a that's a classic. I yep. edited that myself and yeah, stuck it all together. Uh, I actually stumbled upon the um, bear behaving badly episode. <laughs> yeah, with the cat bandit. Yeah, <laughs> I had like a, pu- a puppet cat on my hand. Yeah, I think it's that's weird. When, when your kids start watching that on TV and. That's a, that's a weird moment. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah. She doesn't really like it. She's like, she creeps me, creeps her out a bit. I think I was a bit too method on that one. It reminded me of a show that uh, Lorian introduced me to, Greg the Bunny. Oh, that sounds a laugh and a half. And it's uh, it, it was that was a Seth Green project, but kind of a similar like, okay, um, live action with puppets, like kid show that's not a kid show exactly kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I just saw the scene. You did some fantastic <laughs> slapstick stuff with the uh, scene where you're chasing the little bear around. Oh, and that? Uh, the bear, yeah. He hits you with the hose, and then you step on the rake, like all kinds of classic stuff. Heavy. I think that was the first day of filming that was, yeah. A long time ago, different life though now, you know, moved on, doing different things. Although I think it'll all come back around. Hopefully we can get our No Agenda Agency together, the NAA. Yeah, Start making that would, our own own sort of work. I think that'd be quite cool. That'd be fantastic. So I guess, uh, are you not currently doing any acting? And did you stop for certain reasons? Or yeah, family basically. Um, sure. Just just wanted to stop moving around, settle down, just have something more solid than just sort of floating around and doing this, that, and the other. So, so yeah, very uh, gig based. Then uh, yeah, of course you're here. That you're here there everywhere doing auditions and meeting people and I was never really into the brown nosing aspect of it so I didn't really get much work although I got enough to get by and all that so sure 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I th- I feel like that would be a that's kind of been a detriment for me in a, a bunch of different uh, endeavors. That that sort of ceiling you hit where you're like ask to compromise or expect to compromise or won't stand out if you don't. Um, I think activism had a lot of of that, especially in the in the later stages. It's funny that that to act and activism two similar things, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's that is funny. <laughs> I didn't think about like, that. In, the etymology of stuff is really interesting. You can work out a lot from, so like some my cousin the other day, she got awarded a mortgage, and I went, well, you, you do realise that that the literal translation from Latin is is mort and uh, and gadge, and mort means deft, and it and gadge is pledge, so it's a, like a death pledge. Oh Ooh. man! I was like, congratulations on your death pledge. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> she, that's like, oh, inc- thanks. That's incredibly creepy, but yes. Yeah, you can see why they left that one as it is as it was though. <laughs> so we can't translate this word over to them. They'll they'll work it out. Yeah, nobody. Uh, I've had very few people are aware of that etymology. It's, prob- it's probably wrong. It's probably not even right. I've read it already. <laughs> it was on just some some meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a death That's promise. It. Your death note. The mortgage death note. Pledge. <laughs> um. So buds, I guess. Um, we always like hearing about different people's origin story when it comes to weed and like there's several different, it seems to present itself in life in several different ways. And kind of the first time you ever hear about weed, it's like in the form of education and I'm doing the finger quotes in the air here. Like, yeah, yeah. uh, stay away. Don't do this. You've never seen it, but you heard about it. Um, what kind of education did you get around weed? Like growing up? Very, very little, maybe like once or twice a term. You'd have to do an hour of don't stick that in there and don't do this and don't do that. Yeah. All that sort of nonsense. Um, but I, I just was always in into parties and just going out and having fun. I was, I was at school for the social aspect, never for the education. Sure. So I kind of I, I sort of skirted around it. I mean, most of the teachers, they kind of left me alone to do my own, de- my own devices. And as long as the people that were with me were learning along along the same sort of lines, it was fine. And it kind of worked out. We had an arrangement of sorts. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as outside education, when did you first, like, when were you first exposed to weed? Well, yeah, I, me- I remember my mate was saying, oh, we've got to go pick up. And I was like, oh, pick up what? And he went, oh, some, some, some like, ganja, some weed. And I was like, oh, right, oh, great. That sounds, that sounds fun. Let's do that then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went to this, this guy's apartment and he had all, like, it was all drying up all over the walls, and then he was, he said, "Oh, here you go." And then I walked off and went to his his flat and smoked it and sat there and just like lost a day. He was ringing up companies complaining that they had faulty products and that he had to be sent parts. <laughs> and he got like three boxes of crisps and some screwdrivers out of it. <laughs> it was hilarious to listen to. Just calling the comments on the back of all the packages. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it. Yeah, the comment. My Chris Day, I didn't have any flavour on him. I needed another box. It was a whole box. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often, and especially now in the in the sort of cancel culture world, if you go directly to CEOs on Twitter and stuff and just harass them and go after them, they 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 can make stuff happen. They can make you know make you solve your problems. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Because you can just uh, make a loud ruckus that they would just rather hush up than uh, actually yeah. investigate too deeply. But we should always hold everyone's feet to the fire, shouldn't we, with their accountability over the power that they have and what they do. I think that's, that's the transparency aspect of 
governance needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just not it's not happening, is it? Let's face it. No, that's, there's no doubt about that. There's I mean, definitely. I remember like when there was they were debating about the uh, the election, and then the guy, those guys, they came in at the, like the perfect time, and then they rearranged it for the middle of the night. And there was just something that everyone was watching that and seeing what they were actually saying, and, and it wasn't going to make sense what they were going to say. So they they used all that as a massive distraction. Yeah, it was, it, it was good. Th- it was good theatre. It, w- it worked perfectly. Yeah. The guy with the axe things on his head and the <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the central casting really nailed it, didn't they? But anyway, I think we can do better over at the NAA. I think we've got the greatest think tank in the world. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it it just helps, first of all, to unplug from uh, that big, massive, corrupt structure, because even being a part of it, whether you're a producer, a consumer, whether it's your job, whether it's, you know, just uh, something that you do regularly, everything we give to that not only feeds it, but it uh, further enslaves us to it, you know? Yeah. We connect too much to this, this, I guess, grid of... uh, power and corruption I, I always look at it at two things it's, it's the net and the net's over the the sort of hive and the hive is is the school of fish that are all swimming in a direction sort of Moe's analogy with the schools of fish really resonated with me and, and I always feel like that the technology is the kind of the, the thing that we interact with but it's also the thing that encapsulates us um so I'm, I'm very wary of, of if, like what, what Adam says about using the media and how it always comes back to bite you in the ass and all that obviously anyone in any position I, I know friends I say to them oh you should come on and we'll do a we'll do a show and and they'll know that they'll get sacked if they did if they talked about the things that I wanted to talk about yeah that's super wild to me um just I the, think I would just want to talk about the interesting stuff as well that's that's the thing right well and I don't even necessarily I mean I'm a big fan of nuance and I can understand a lot of different perspectives and situations so I'm not really like a hardliner when it comes to opinions and especially when it comes to taking my opinions and trying to make them other people's, you know? Mm. Um, it's it's my belief that you're going to hopefully arrive at your own opinions rather than, you know, just choosing someone else to, right. to have a replicated opinion like them, you know? Well, I remember when, when I first smoked and I was about 14... And my opinion at that point was I'm going to smoke pretty much every day for the rest of my life if, if it's that good. And, and that's how it's kind of carried on, really. Yeah. Up till very recently when I started making um, butter instead. And, you know, I just have a nice biscuit. And, yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah, how did that turn out? Oh, beautifully, yeah. Really nice. That's what's up. Yeah, I love the the home-cooked stuff. It's pretty nice. It's just so so much more chill. Like, I don't come in and smell. and. Yep. Um, and the missus, like she knows when when it kicks in, she's she goes off to Bedfordshire. <laughs> yeah, the old quack. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was gutted when because I, I said to her, "You should sign up for No Agenda Social." And I kept on sending her invites, and she never did it. And then when it got to the ten thousandth, and I, sent, I showed her a screenshot of it, and she was like, "Oh, I told you to do it for me." I said, "No, I wasn't going to do that." Yeah, yeah you got to do it. I'm hoping that there'll be like a refresh, and there'll be a few thousand accounts ready, and I can have a. I have a, a couple of, of accounts that I started. One that I started, I don't know, maybe in 2016 or something. How long has it been going? I don't even know. I th- it was it was real close to then, like real close to when they started doing it and talking about it on the show. I made one, so I was still roasting coffee at the coffee house. It was like 16 or maybe early 17. 
And uh, yeah, I would definitely delete that account to uh, yeah. if she wants one, or if that, that can be worked out. Now. Save it for but now, yeah, just in case. I'll just sit on it for right now. They'll probably turn into them. What are they called? N- NTFs or what? Are they, the, the stupid Pepe cards and all that stuff. Where you sell oh them. yeah, the rare tradable uh, accounts. <laughs> <laughs> just sell it for big time digitals. Yeah, um, that's it. Darren O'Neill was uh, putting one of his al- album episodes up for. I think 3.33 Ethereum, wow, which is, okay, I think, yeah, like six grand or something, U- <laughs> USD. That's, that's a big, so, big fish hook to yeah, sling out there. He's throwing it? out there, see if he gets a bite. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully someone does him a solid. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty cool. I don't I think just, that... I uh, just love the whole thing. Like, like Just now, before I got on here, I, I, I jumped on Jitsi and I said, oh... There's a blooming bus stop outside, and I want to try and get my noise gate sorted, and I don't know what I'm doing. And Darren O was there by some chance, and he said, "What are you using?" And I went, "Well, I just went on PodfatherGear.com and bought all the all the shit." So it's just nice, like, whatever he's got. And he was like, "Oh right, great. You just do this and then that." And um, to, I said, "All right, great. I don't know if you've heard any buses as of yet, but nope. I'm hoping no. No, okay. it's been busless on this end. That's good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, it sounds nice." Um. So yeah, and then um, I was that was me and and Bud. I just I, my mate. He had a flat in Primrose Hill, and he was a, when we was in college, and he just used to go around there. And his sister was really cool. She's like a medical student. So they, she used to get the um the old shisha pipe out, and we used to blow like massive smoke rings across the across the room. And he had loads of like um like trippy sort of. Kenyan rugs up on the walls and stuff. I think his family spent a, spent a long time in Kenya. So yeah, we, we used to chill out there, smoke that a lot, and just play a load of computer games, and that was it really. And yeah, it's great. I love it. That's pretty cool. I think it's, 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 it's such such a underrated and underused um, medicine for everything. Like if you use it in the right manner, it can really improve many aspects of your life. And people get very hung up on on anxiety and all that sort of thing and and it's it's going to be a real big issue especially over here it's it's, it's also driving the economy in many ways i mean you guys talk about it all the time on bowl after bowl don't need to teach you how to suck eggs now do i <laughs> well it does uh it's it's funny because it's it's driven the economy especially um at kind of a lower income level of economy it's driven it secretly underground for decades you know and uh, it's kind of interesting, that whole aspect of all the implications of, of legalization and of regulation and licensure. And now um, all of these markets that used to be accessible only to the poor are now kind of like exclusionary. F- um, and that's why you have gray markets and uh, what Lorian calls emerald market. Oh, sounds like a nice one. Um, yeah, well, it could be nice. It might not be all it's cracked up to be, though. It depends, I suppose. An emerald is just uh, what you explain that. Like underground market in a legal state. It'd be oh, like, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's not fully black market, but it'd be no. like if uh, you're in a medi state and you have a card and not share it. You're, yeah, while. you're the guy that goes to get an ounce at a dispensary, and then your your friends all split it up. That'd be an emerald yeah. market. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, and a lot of like gray area and. Um, halfway legal and quarterway legal and the funny thing about all of it is even at its even in its most legal form here in the US it's still federally completely illegal schedule 1 regulated substance so even uh, even in Denver 
when you're smoking openly and everybody's cool, it's uh, still it's still illegal. <laughs> it's just mad. So it's, it's like you could do one thing. Just why wouldn't you just do? Why are you all doing some, something different? It makes it so hard to keep. It's almost like it's done on purpose just to confuse people and catch them out. Yeah, you would. It really makes you wonder, like how much of it is orchestrated and then by who at what level because there's so many different levels now between local city regulations between different states going legal or not legal and then of course the federal uh nightmare of it being completely illegal anywhere and really it's the justice department's um discretion they have for about a decade or so um eric holder started uh advising them to kind of uh you know, not play whack-a-mole so much with, with legal uh, dispensaries and, and legal growers in states that have legalized uh, programs. But that's just a department policy, you know, and it could change at any director's given whim based on the laws as they currently stand on the books. Well, I don't think it's going to change much over my end. Very anytime everyone says, oh, we'll, it'll be legal, and I say, yeah, it'll be legal when we're all dead due to climate change. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we voted in Obama and everyone's like, Obama's legalizing weed, man. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's the first thing he's doing. He's going to legalize I remember weed. when he first popped up on the television and my dad was sat there and he was watching Sky News and he went, see him, he's the devil, son. He's bad news, he is. <laughs> but then he got bewitched by the by the mainstream media and along the way he, 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 he turned and he was really pro-Obama like halfway in and oh. I said to him you didn't say that to begin with dad you've just been bedazzled by the own the, you know the, the wizards on the tele on the telly box that's crazy yeah, yeah that maybe. uh they call out the devil and then end up following the devil I think that's yeah I to use his term you know. no slouch and he knows what he's doing no so. doubt he's a slick operator yes. um so there's a lot of different cultural like movies and music that I associate of kind of changing when I started smoking. Is there any kind of favorite movies or favorite music that you have that just kind of remind you of yeah, that time? I, I think my dad got into a show called Weeds once. Okay. And it was kind of the thing that broke the deal between us because he started watching it and it was the same time that I was smoking. So I said, well, do you want some, Dad? And he's like, oh, can you get some? I was like, yeah, of course I can. Oh, lovely! Yeah, that'd be great, son. Oh, right. <laughs> so yeah, we had a little bit, and that's uh, yeah, that's it. And just just bond over it, don't you? Because it's a nice social thing when you can sit and enjoy a film and just mong out. And like I remember watching all the all the old great movies that have, have been and gone. Like I think the the truly great movies of Hollywood have, have now they've now been made you know that's it i don't think they're going to be making any like really really good ones from now on in yeah i agree it's uh <laughs> it's a very very far cry from like what the golden age is considered but uh i tried to watch that um christopher nolan movie tenet which is like about the future attacking the past and all this stuff and honestly i couldn't make ed nor towns of it and i tried to stay competent throughout the whole thing but no nah, just didn't happen, so I fell asleep. Oh. Woke up, they're all shooting each other. I thought, well, I'll go back to sleep for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you, the when you got kids and you can put your head down, you just get your head down, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. doubt, yeah. So, uh, how many kids do you have anyway? Two, two lovely, uh, it's pox, yeah, little prince and princesses. Nice. What are they, uh, they're pretty young still. 
Yeah, one and five. So nice. Yeah. We're just about to roll the third out. Yeah. Yeah. Here in a. My daughter keeps saying to me, months. "Dad, Dad, why aren't why aren't you wearing a mask? You're not exempt." <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, well, you know, darling, just don't think they work. She's like, oh, fair enough. Nice. Yeah. She keeps asking though, because I think. The, the school and there's like a lot of social pressure like my missus yeah. she doesn't want to be seen out with me without one that's and, um yeah it's what it is i suppose that's uh kind of a similar thing that uh blueberry was talking about too of like a uh, misalignment on the issues when it comes to the the whole covid uh how much people buy into and everything i know him and yeah. his girl were i've done it i've done it twice once right at the beginning and i ashamedly say when it first happened, I I was I because what happened was Adam was on Joe Rogan, and then right afterwards I thought, well, I should be listening to a bit of Joe Rogan. And then so they had that Osterhome guy, and I was taking the rubbish out and dumping these um, the the bottles in the recycling, and I was listening to this guy saying, oh, two million are gonna die, and I'm thinking, oh my word, I need to get indoors and get some toilet roll. Right. Yeah, I mean, even for me, you know, when they first announced a two week lockdown here. It's been about a year. I guess it was a year last night, huh? Yeah. Cause, uh, the, the oh, dusty, God, yeah. the dusty man did a talk about it. The, <laughs> did they? Yeah. Nobody watched. I didn't see it. I just, <laughs> I just read about it. it. But, like uh, cool. <laughs> it's, it's been a year now, but I remember like the first two weeks I was just kind of like, this is ludicrous that they're like closing down everybody's work. Uh, but all right, sure, two weeks, whatever, two weeks, that was the deal. And I think a lot of us that were skeptical just kind of shrugged and were like, all right, well, two weeks, you know, even if it's complete bullshit, what's two weeks going to mean? And (laughs) now we're here at 52 weeks. So, (laughs) um, I knew, I knew straight away. In fact, I I thought that it was going to be part of the, because this is the the blood sacrifice thing that happens from sort of mid-March all the way through to to May and you have the May Day riots and that. and I thought oh it's going to end by then and I, I, I set my stall on that and and then it didn't happen and then after that I thought oh no that's it it's all changed now yeah that's how we do now that's, this is it we're going to have to be and then when when all of the because over here the the death counts went down and then they introduced the the mask mandate and I was thinking well why would you introduce it now yeah that's another thing that was pretty crazy regarding um how they've been talking about it and the language of this stuff so um when it first started i remember there was there wasn't really any talk of masks uh masks weren't really thought of it was stay at home it was social distance but then everybody was really hyper paranoid about surfaces and so it was all disinfect surfaces disinfect surfaces Uh and like they would make carrier mail carriers and stuff like you'd see fedex guys spraying boxes down and then you'd see people open the door and spray the box down again before they took it into their house it was absolute madness Madness. Um, and now you don't even see that kind of stuff as much although uh, another bit of madness we did we were at the post office probably i want to say like two or three weeks ago and there was a guy we got into his car all alone, double masked, and then he pu- he pulls out like a Clorox wipe and just starts going all over the wheel and then all over the dashboard and then all in the handle, 
just like every surface. And then he like pulled out another one and then went at it again. And you just got to be thinking like, brother, you're getting into your car by yourself, a car that, you know, presumably it's the one that you drive, right? There's nobody else driving in that thing. If anybody else is driving, it's probably a spouse, you know? Yeah. And the guy, it, oh, he just went into the post office and then back out, and then he's just, like, wiping his own car down. I just am like, so a lot of this just flies in the face of basic common sense. Of well, it's, ha- just not, it's not that common anymore, is it? That's it's, the thing. It's, mind, well, it's <laughs> mind-boggling how how people's minds work once they're... Once that fear thing has been activated, you know, it's it's powerful mind control, man. Very much so. Wizardry. I just kind of, I, I always wonder what it is exactly. I think it's probably a multitude of factors that has saved me from that sort of mentality, but. 100%, yeah. When, because uh, sometimes, you know, I always like to say I've been listening to No Agenda for seven, eight years or something. And that has been a factor, but, you know, I was definitely. Um, against the grain of uh, authoritative. Yeah. Um, they can't catch everyone though. That's yeah. the thing about the old. That's so I true. I think they can get about eighty-seven percent, but then I feel feel like there's a lot of people out there, and they can hold their own and say, "Oh, I'm not a, a shill or this, that, and the other." And you just you know, who knows? It's like it's as ba- it's about as real as whatever you can see in front of you. That's what I I only say. And the people that I just know, I know, and yeah. Just kind of, yeah, just don't worry about it. People people get hepped up and think that this moment is the most important moment that, that they've ever lived all the time. Sure. And um, it's not that many people that actually live like that, but because of the ramifications of, you know, social media and all that bollocks, it's um, it's, it's just all, uh, what, did that, what did he say of old Ted Kaczynski? It's uh, hyper-social and under-informed or something. Yeah. Something like Underinformed and yeah, over socialized. It is, it just seems like uh, things can get so frantic so quickly now. Like, if, if people start piling on on the internet, like on your social accounts, which yeah. it's funny because you know, you can always leave those, but I feel like that's another piece of the mind control itself. Like, people feel like they don't have any social interaction or they don't, ha- they don't even like exist fully in the universe if they're not on a social media platform. Yeah, so this is a great device. It's a little wand, isn't it? They like uh they call it social media suicide even. <laughs> like if you leave yeah. your uh if you leave your account. Yeah, I wrote a song about it called Cyber Suicide. Should upload it. It's, it's really uh weird. Nice. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I get like a kind of like a slight Damon Auburn vibe from some of your stuff. Hi, oh, right, yeah. A lot of people say Bowie as well, and I yeah. think that's quite nice. I can see that. Um, but I just, I just do what I do, and I don't, I've never really done anything else. So it is what it is, I suppose. I, I'm really, uh, I like that you, you've got your new drum kit and that. That's cool. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We got it set up back here. I'm like, I just feel like a complete dunce because I've been going through and trying to record MIDI, um, working All on right. a project with with Abel Kirby. Oh, to nice. make to make some uh, album that we can uh, use as like a lightning payment proof of concept. That's cool. But uh, you know, he just needs a simple task of me recording some drum, uh, laying some drums down on a track f- with MIDI, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm banging my head against the wall trying to figure it out. I'd feel so stupid. <laughs> oh man, I've been there. <laughs> um, 
I've gotten a I'll lot of different hope things. Someone from... smarter turns up just to take it over and just do something for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's frustrating because I'm like a I'm like a guy who wants to do most of my stuff myself, you know. Oh, I know, yeah. Um, so I'm like self-taught on a lot of weird niche things, um, and frustratingly, a lot of them weird niche things don't translate to any other weird niche things. <laughs> and so every time you have a new like curiosity or a new project or someone else comes along and they're like, oh, well, I'm using this software to record my stuff. And then you're like, oh, like I've never even heard of that product. Let me try to learn it from square one. Yeah. Oh, no, I need I... this plugin. Oh, I need that plugin. Oh, just I don't crack, have a... cracking a can. Sorry, I'm doing oh. a full... It's not a, what was it? Paps Blue Ribbon, I'm afraid. <laughs> It's very nice. Pops blue ribbon on my mind. <laughs> I love that. It cracks me up. Uh, uh, what is it then, Fidena Pabst? Oh, it's um, it's from Tunbridge Brewery. It's called, and I'm trying, I'm gonna butcher this because it's from New Zealand. It's called Te Tau Ihu, which means top of the south. So hmm. I, whenever I get a funny name like that, I just find something like top of the south, and I call it that instead. Because nice. I know my my punters aren't really gonna be able to be. Coming up to the bar when they're really drunk and be, be saying, Te Tau Ihu. No doubt. Yeah. Um, it's very, very tasty. It's very nice. So, how long have you been in the pub uh, business? Yeah, mum and dad have always sort of had pubs. The whole, my, my nan and my granddad on my mum's side, third generation licensees. So, we've just always done the pub thing, and it's a great compliment to the acting and all that sure. sort of stuff. So, it sort of fit in really nicely with what I was doing and now it's just it's lovely I love it because it's a place where I can actually listen to a conversation for once yeah that makes sense until this year and they've just stopped it and, and completely and utterly stopped us in our tracks so um, handed out a lot of money a lot of you know hush money if you could call it that sure uh, don't it's protest great. money I mean we take it and we need it don't get me wrong because those bills they're going to mount up right but but I think we can just get going when we get going. I don't know when it will be. I tell people it'll be in about ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at the track that they're going, yeah, that's. Uh, I know the dusty man last night. He just said like uh, that if we're all good boys and girls and we all get the sh- the stab and the mask, then we might be able to have a barbecue together get on the Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we, you it. know, it's like if you're we're good little, uh, if you're good little slaves, then you, we might let you. Up. Like we're fucking kids going to the doctor's office or something, you know, and and the dusty man thinks he's our daddy. Like, it's fucking insulting, man. And you know, my family barbecues—they happen right now, and they've been happening the whole time. There's been no pause. Yeah, yeah. you should have your bubble and all that, don't you? Yeah, aren't, aren't you allowed all all of that? But. Do you have the same sort of rights that we have over here where, like, where I go around and I say, oh, I'm medically exempt? And if anyone says, oh, wh- what for? Where's your badge? I just, there's a there's a thing on the .gov website and it says, if you have problems, you just show them this. And so I showed them that and so far, so good. Nobody's really questioned anything. I say, oh, just give me a bit of space. Just stay two metres away from me and then mm-hmm. everyone's happy, aren't they? I actually, there's some aspects of it I quite like because people actually do are respecting personal space which is quite nice yeah yeah definitely the um around here there is a medical exemption that has been baked into every single mask mandate um and whether or not haven't you yeah i i I mean i've got several 
you, you, if you wear glasses if you wear glasses but when people used to come into my pub yep. and they'd be putting a mask on and they'd be walking around and their glasses all steam up they'd come to the bar and I'd say oh you know you are medically exempt if you if you should choose to be because you wear glasses and it steams up so it impairs your ability to navigate which would severely hinder your ability to stay alive if you were anywhere dangerous and he was like oh yeah good point and then, he, and then two weeks later, he came back in and he smiled at me and he wasn't wearing a mask. And I said, how are you getting on? He went, so far, so good. I've got this little badge thing here and I just show people and he had a little lanyard around his neck. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like the fake ID times. You know, when you were younger and you used to have a fake ID and go to a nightclub and try and get in on it. And now you've got to have like a fake vaccine passport. And- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible, man. Yeah, I think that there will be a, a great big industry of... Uh, bootleg vaccine uh certifications 100 percent, yeah because i mean there's no way to verify that shit you know uh no there's no to be working on it though aren't they I mean, they don't That's even the worrying thing they don't even really have a great test for covid itself let alone uh no i know when, a when test people, for the vaccine when, they, when i found it. out that you had to stick that thing up your nose i said no yeah no 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 way is that going anywhere near my brain thank you very much well that's that's the kind of thing i think every time I hear somebody, uh, somebody got COVID. They're like, "Oh, so and so got COVID." I'm like, "Oh, they must have got tested, huh?" Yeah, like that's the only way yeah. you can get it. <laughs> if you go get a test and then they tell you, "Oh, yeah, your test came back that it, you have it." I mean, I got what's a nightmare. We got uh, ridiculously sick right before the whole thing started off. Not before like COVID supposedly arrived here because it, it was like early February last year. Yeah. But there was like a week where we all just got wiped out, except for the baby. So I reckon they they were really late on letting everyone know when that thing actually happened. I think so. And the whole blaming on where it went, and I think it actually went quite far um, a lot time, a lot a lot sooner than they're letting on. Um, but I do think it, like what they were saying in the show about how it dissipates after years, and it just changes, and it just becomes the cold, and, and now we've got this nightmare scenario where they can just say, oh flu season's coming up so we can just invent some covid numbers and shut everything down and you're thinking why what are you doing this for what's 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 the end game here just to starve everyone out is it a war of attrition like when are people just gonna like you everyone just waits for that moment there's that great book that they wrote about when the guy went and interviewed all the people that survived nazi germany and one of them said you just wait for that moment that where everybody snaps and something happens and everybody says, well, this is an outrage, but it never happens because it's just an inch by inch thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. a slow sort of every yard that you give up is one that you'll never give, you'll never get back unless you just declare to kex it and try and get the kingdom of Kent back and do that, go that way. That's what I'm trying to do anyway. There you go. So, um, that's another thing I kind of wanted to ask you about, uh, cause Kent is a county, right, of England? Yep. And how, you know, we have, from top down, it's like federal, state, county, local. Yeah. And you can be in or out of any one of those. But uh, what is the equivalent of, like, how a county government works? State, is there I would a, say. Is it kind of like... a state. It's like a state over here would be? Yeah, state, yeah. So currently I'm in the London borough of Bromley, but it used to be Kent. I've got, I've got a, a guy who's like 80... 384 used to come in and he had a daughter in 1963 and she was born in Kent in in a hospital bed and then his son was born in 1964 
in uh, the bed opposite to her, but he he was born in the London borough of Bromley. You know, he just changed it up. He huh. just said, "All oh, right, this is now." And I was thinking, well, hold on, that's not that's not right, is it? That's not on. <laughs> we'll have that back. Thank you very yeah, much. Bring Kent back. <laughs> exactly. We're yeah. having a Kent. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. If you can get um, what was it Brexit done? Why can't you get Kexit done? It makes sense. That's I think the only that, way it's going to uh, work. I don't see. A, I don't see how you can they can implement globalization without doing it in a sort of sham form of localization. Call it, you know, glo- globalization. Globalization. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, sort of a decentralization of government, kind of like we're decentralizing um, the way that we communicate on the web. Uh, that's yeah. got to be, and you know, the way that we. Uh, send money back and forth as well we're trying to you know lean into crypto when we can and keep things anonymous and uh out of the control why has it all uh, got to be cloak and dagger though it should work together like we should still able to have a un where they can turn up and do whatever they want to do and we'll say well all right then well you'll be judged when you pop your clogs and all that you know that's it you're gonna you're going to definitely meet your maker then, mate, and, and then you'll be, you know, you'll rue your day and obviously try and stop them for doing the real heinous stuff. But you can't really get a. I've, I've been in and around like London for, as a young man, just going to nightclubs and seeing weird stuff happen. And just, it's, it's just a crazy world out there. People have some very strange beliefs by now. Um, and they're very, they they use their will and their intent to great effect when they have a position of power. Someone, you know, we, we always point the finger at people like Bill Gates and the people that are really at the tip of the top of the, of the sphere. And I always say to people, if they've got a public persona, then they're not important. Like they're not the ones that you want to be worried about. You want to be looking for the, the nameless guys that are in the background, just pulling all the strings and all that. Sure, sort of yeah. Sending the scripts to these guys. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But nobody seems to, everyone just gets caught up on pulling the low-hanging fruit and just thinking it's going to fix everything. And it, it, it won't until you, like everyone says to me, oh, where would you move? And there's nowhere that's safe now. You can't go anywhere because they've built their bunkers in New Zealand. And and I, I always think, well, why would you move? Just try and fix the place where you're at. Right. Like, that seems like to make the most sense to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if you if you are just worried about where you can move to get freedom. You're going to be running forever and you'll be easy to chase too. You know, it's the same with this vaccine passport. I've got friends now that have jumped in on their grandparents' vaccines because what happens is if someone declines the vaccine during a day, then they have an extra shot. And so they can give that up if they're in a household and they see someone that is like a care caring for someone that's, um, uh, caring for someone elderly so like a son or a daughter and and so my mate said oh i got it yeah just so i can go to the pub and i was thinking wow he just just went and did it just like that and he this is one of the most like skeptical people that apparently i know and there you go i said it apparently <laughs> sure yeah but yeah well that's Stupid. another another thing about i guess uh whatever sort of op- opinions or beliefs that you might espouse is there's you know there's saying what you believe and there's doing what you believe and doesn't always necessarily line up especially if uh they're hiding the bait from you dangling it in front of you and if you just like some people will just roll over there they're like i just want to go back to bars which yeah, which i understand it, yeah. man i love bars i managed a number of bars uh coming up and 
uh, one of one of them a music venue. So I totally get the like nightlife and the everything that it brings. You know, the ramifications of having that shut down now for this long, that's just untold. I'm just amazed that it hasn't just blown over. I just can't. I'm just. It's, it flabbergasts me because everyone's so used to going out all the time. Yeah. Imagine how much money everybody must be saving just sat at home watching Netflix. What's another thing that has intrigued me through the whole shutdown, quote unquote, is oh, there's no big touring acts going around. There's no nightlife really to speak of. And, and you, it just makes you wonder how uh, these underground money laundering systems, they have to be starving. You know, they have to be so choked for cash. Like, oh, you've got yeah, to wonder how they're, point, uh, yeah. how, you know, how are they pulling that off? Like, there's still millions upon millions of so dollars of money it, that needs to be need, laundered. You'd need an asset that was going to appreciate and value very rapidly, that was fairly secure, and you could um, use it, f- you know, sort of anon- anonymously as long as you, you, you held your details away from the digital footprint of it. Um, if that was happening, then oh wait, yeah, Bitcoin's here, uh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there so you go. I can just use that, can't I? Yeah, that would make sense. It'd have to be, uh, you know, they got to be doing something. Uh, as soon as the internet was invented, they must have gone. Oh right, we can use this to communicate with each other all over the world. Oh wait, that means everyone else can use it to communicate all over the world too. Oh right, okay. So, <laughs> well, what about if we got a payment network and we could do that as well? All right, let's do that. So I reckon it's been going on for like ages. Like, when they say about, oh, the Japan, like, there's always that thing when I was growing up, everyone used to say, oh, the J- Japanese, they've got it 20 years in the future to us. And I always used to think, yeah, but they're still playing Mario and I'm I'm still playing Mario, so I'm not really buying that one. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Uh, but people, yeah, they hear something and if it's wrapped up in a narrative, they'll buy it. That's true. Um, so switching gears a little bit, I know that... Uh, um, one of the characters that you played um, during your acting career was uh, an, the focus of his storyline was that he was an addict. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was a uh, a heroin addict, right? Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. You, uh, I read some story about you doing some uh, research at a flop house uh, to get into your character and, and study uh, some things. Yeah, what? it was pretty easy. It was where they were filming it, so. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I'll use this at a later date for sure. <laughs> um, how do you think uh, sort of the topic of addiction was portrayed, and then as it concerned uh, or as it relates to weed, like, oh, how awful. do you how do you feel about the the idea of a? It a was like they were trying to effect. enforce trauma on you by. He was. They was just saying, you know, you need to put more emotion into it, and you know, really give it your all. And I was thinking, I'm, I'm giving this quite a lot. Like, uh, I don't know how much I can, can give over to you guys for, for how much you're paying me. I mean, if you're obviously going to pay me a lot more, then I'd probably give you a lot more. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the producers. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you I was, were. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't like saying that to anyone, but everyone, you know, once you resonate that sort of. In, in a heightened environment like that, when everybody's salaries are all dependent on it and when someone can go to the toilet and leave and, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a point when it gets to 7 p.m. in the evening and, and then it, it can drag on sometimes to about half seven, but trust me, by 7.33, then people are down in tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
so did it kind of portray i i just kind of read some things and uh it was tough to find clips as i'm looking around i think the bbc really protects a lot of their uh a lot of their video assets let's say but um i read you quoted is that uh, uh, here it is let's go i'm just gonna ignore it um i read you quoted as saying that people would like harass you in the street because they didn't like your character on uh uh was it casualty the name of the show oh yeah yeah i had one old lady on a bus saying it's terrible what you're doing to your dad you know it's absolutely awful <laughs> you shouldn't be you shouldn't be putting him through what he's, he's he's a good man he's given a lot to this country oh my goodness gracious <laughs> and i'm just on the top of a bus going to college thinking oh great just <laughs> listen to radiohead and i'll ignore her <laughs> <laughs> i'm the bad guy but I, it was in I the script man ended up having a little chat and she I give her a little signature and sent her on a merry way. Oh, there you it's go. Nice. You've got to resolve every every issue of you try to. Yeah, you can't uh, can't leave him hating. No, she was just playing. You know, she's just trying to sure. get a bit of fun in her life. I mean, she just saw me, recognized me, and thought, "Well, no way is it that person that I saw on the telly the other day." How could you, Louie? How you're, could you? <laughs> you're a bad person, man. <laughs> yeah. But people idolize that stuff. They they look at that. They see that little window and that that was it the uh, the scrying mirror or it is when it's off and it's black and it's just sat there. And then the, for the show Black Mirror to come out and I was thinking oh, it's just too much. <laughs> All the little coincidences just to predict the future like some sort of well yeah scrying mirror what, what it would be and then everyone has one carrying around in their pocket all yep. the time just sucking in soot. so as far as uh go-to munchies do you have anything that's like oh man i've created some crazy stuff but probably like a sherbet dib dab and a jammy dodger something like that i don't even know what a jammy dodger is it's like a little what would you i'd call it a biscuit but i guess you'd say it's like a cookie a cookie yeah we call them cookies With a little like jam in the middle, but then oh, okay. you'd call jam jello maybe. But it's very sort of sugared, dry, like thick, um, sweetie sort of jam held together. Something like that. I just I've got no taste whatsoever. I have to admit. <laughs> just like sugary, colourful stuff. Like, I like a decent beer though. Like a really nice, um, nice, nice ale. Something nice and light and strong. Sure. Always tickles me fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I like to. Uh... Not have to drink a lot of volume, but still catch a, a a significant buzz, you know? It depends what time of day I start drinking, to be fair, if I've got to pace myself. Sure, yeah, you go too early and then things can get squirrely. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially when you've got to be in charge, it's um, it's a nightmare. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, the bar I ran, uh, my first experience in bars, it was this like uh, bar and music venue, like a little hole in the wall in a downtown college town kind of environment and nice. it was just total anarchy in there like we didn't even have a cash register by the time i took over we just had a, a drawer from the cash register that someone had pulled out of it when it stopped oh, working right. okay so you're still using cash though yeah yeah it was all yeah. cash uh we had a credit card swiper too so oh, basically nice. when you do the sales at the end of the night you would count the drawer first and then work backwards from that to what the cash yeah. sales were you just have to like that's that's not my that's not my bag. I don't have, do any of that. Have faith in it being right, you know. I just carry it to the person that does it, and just nice. 
I'm, I've got not, I've not, I'm, I'm we, just not, not got the organizational skills for that sort of um, role. We had a guy that carried it to me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and he was one of the partners, I guess, in the bar, you could say. Yeah, cool. But yeah, there was cool. just... Uh, I just love the atmosphere of where people cut loose, have a drink, have a chat. Uh, it's always the same stuff every day, just floating around, people moaning about whatever's being piped down their throats on the media tubes. and Sure. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just exactly the same. But now that it's been shut down, I quite appreciate the fact that I've now put the time and effort into doing stuff like this and I'm going to be doing more and more of it. And I'd like to try and get us together because we should have a platform where we can do our thing and everyone should have their own platform, obviously. So that's like, that's what you guys are doing. That's what everyone's doing, aren't they? So um, yep. I think that's what people are going to start jumping on board with in a, in a big way because the actual what what everyone doesn't realize is that all their jobs are being lined up to be replaced by robots, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Everything's just getting more and more auto- autonomous. Like when you deal deal with a police officer and that they become more and more robotic or an official or anyone that works as a security guard or just anything that's doing a role, they're just there's a performance aspect that comes on. I'm always reminded of the T.S. Eliot poem, um, The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, and there's a line in it, and he says, we will prepare the face to meet the faces. And and he's talking about not not making that face that day and just going out there as himself. Huh. And I think there's an aspect to that. And like throughout literature and throughout time, we've had warnings and people that have said things that have said, you know, like the, the, the great novel 1984. I mean, could you point to a better or brave new world and... I'd like to point to um, the the real Huxley work, which is the his brother, not not um, Aldous Julian Huxley's um, UNESCO charter. Is it that one, or was it Julian or Aldous? One of them. Ooh. I think it was Aldous who wrote the UNESCO charter. But read that stuff because that was written way way long ago, and it talks about a world that we're living in. Like these things, the ramifications of the actions that they they the decisions that they undertook then are now being felt by us and we have to stand up and say hey this ain't this ain't on we can't be doing this this is ridiculous let's just get back to what we were doing before that was working we were having a good time right you know? <laughs> i totally agree yeah i mean i think that's been the biggest shock to me over the last year is just how many people just zoomed right on to the new path like there wasn't even a it's the free money it's got to be the free money all the free money that they're just handing out that's what's so wild though it's like there's not that much free money you know there's not well, it's like i don't know for you maybe not but when you own businesses you get uh grants and stuff ah, and, sure and it, it is good like don't get me wrong i'm going to use it to be aggressive and try and expand my business as quick as possible so i can get the the, the great beer that's being made in the in the cock to the to the actual people of the cock and and then we can try and move on to some sort of ale-based economy. Um, so let's maybe do some sort of ale crypto coin. That'd be nice. <laughs> ale coin. Uh, yeah, there you go. Ale coin. Yeah. There's a there's a movement called Camera. So I hope to do the like a sort of reality TV show called Hidden Camera because it's you you sign up for it and you get twenty p off a pint in here, and um, so you get people that really like you know a lot of uh, uh, trained people and. Just a lot of beards and dunkarees and people <laughs> that are looking for a discount and and then it just forms like a nice community and it, I think there'd be a it's r- right ripe for like a reality TV show so I'm just gonna try and make that happen 
We'll see how that goes. Um, and then form a network and just keep doing show after show after show because I've got the platform to do it. Yeah. So why wouldn't I just sit here and just run things like they are right now and do it in a different way, but do it in a way. Like I've been talking to Sir Chris and he's been saying, that's Sir Chris Wilson, he's been saying about directional mics that you can use and pick tables up and stuff. And if everyone has to flick a stupid iPad to get in through the door and sign a EULA, they can take a seat at a table and then take part in a in a performance and that performance oh, can be yeah. having fun, you know, then we can start having fun. So oh, can damn. we just not just do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the exceptions that have been carved out, you want to <laughs> carve them out further, you know, that's, Why that's, not? I would say that's like the, the crack in the system or whatever are the, the back doors that they've built in. Well, it's what, what they've, they're, we're now going to have to use. Like we're going to yep. build our own digital kingdoms and we're going to be able to be the, the rulers of them to an extent and we're going to be largely autonomous if we actually do this thing right and then you can start forming your own ecosystems and and having a real impact overall yeah i see that definitely happening just a little bit by bit yeah um so what is the state you said uh, you mentioned earlier probably never be legal what actually is like the legal status of of weed over in london right now I don't know. It's either a class A, a B, or C. I, I'm I'm more inclined to think C, but then is that my brain just tricking me into thinking it's something to do with cannabinoid? Huh. Um, but then I don't really know because I've had a biscuit or two tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that means there's just like nowhere to get it legally, or like there's no dispensaries or anything like that. Um, yeah, basically, you can. I think there's uh, experimental things, but. You have to jump through so many hoops. Sure, you have to be like a registered participant in some sort of study or something. It's not the point. The point isn't that. The point is like, unless you make it legal, there's no, for me, what what you guys have got going on is great for what it is. It's a step in the right direction. Right. (laughs) But it's not all the way as it is. It should be. It should just be what God gave it to us to be, which was a very a great healing medicinal plant that has many positive benefits to add to society way more than it has anything. Like when I, when I think about the great scholars of the world are, are, and, and the past and the legends that have come and gone and the echoes that we've got right now of them and what, what they must be, I reckon they're always just tooting on some sort of pipe. Something <laughs> that's growing out of some bush somewhere. No there. doubt. Oh, yeah. Have a look at that one. That's one of them over there. That, yeah, yeah, we can definitely try that up. I think so. Yeah, it's funny because even in the most repressed uh, legal setups, weed is one of those plants that has just been around. It's It's like weeds. It grows. It grows everywhere and anywhere from out in some field. You got a little scrape of dirt all the way into some, you know, corner of a dark basement, you know, where you shine a light on the corner of the basement. It, yeah. It's so versatile and um, really forgiving that it's it's just imp- it's been impossible to really actually enforce a prohibition of it. And why try? I just don't understand why you would even attempt to do such a thing. It just seems illogical to me. When you might like most of your population are quite all right of it to a reasonable extent. Why have such stringent rules? Why did we come down so hard with the hammer and nobody speak up and say, oh, Don, no, that's a bit ridiculous. You're taking things too far there, surely. Right. (laughs) 
well, propaganda efforts that happened. I mean, we all understand what happened now and the ramifications of what what happened then uh, played out on the generations that have bore us. And so we have to deal with the decisions that they made. So like to take the currencies off the gold standard. Like we didn't agree to that. I, I, w- I wouldn't take Kent's currency off of the gold standard. I'd have it firmly pegged to that wonderful metal that it is. <laughs> sure, yeah. And how much do you add of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think it would have to be tied to something tangible, you know. When in history has it ever worked for like a long period of time? It hasn't. Nope. So why not learn those lessons? It is crazy. It just is, uh, it's one of those sleight of hand kind of power grab uh, tricks that they pull on us. And here in the yeah. States, the original sort of federal banning of weed and hemp came after they rolled back prohibition and they really needed something else to go after and pour budgets into to be able to, you know, knock See, heads together. I was, I was told that it was a viable competitor to cotton. And so the cotton industry basically obliterated it through marketing. Yeah, there was cotton and um, also William Randolph Hearst. He ran newspapers as well as uh, pulp paper, a lot of wood pulp paper that he sold. So hemp was a huge competitor to him too. And then the uh, DuPont and the plastics and other chemicals. Uh, he sounds like a right douche, doesn't he, that guy? Oh, yeah. Charles yeah. Randolph Hearst. Oh, Hearst he was... Sounds like, um, like what, what, what you'd be... Pegging as one of them blooming lunatic nut nuts that go around doing those nut nut atrocities, whatever patsies, if they are what they are, that or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, no doubt Hearst was um, influential in kind of spreading that message as the propagandist. So um, this guy, Harry Anslinger, was the uh, head of the Narcotics Bureau that had formed after Prohibition got repealed. And so he would come up with the propaganda and then Hearst would just publish it in all of his papers across the nation. And so it was just another version of the Corona thing where you're just um, bringing up these scare propaganda scenarios and stilling everybody's mind with fear. You know, you can look up stories in the mid thirties here about uh, some crazed ax murderer who chopped up his whole family after getting high on a reefer, things like that. Uh, And that's how people just, you know, People who don't know read a story like that and go, oh, my God, we have to do something. <laughs> People are dying. <laughs> yeah. You'd think, wouldn't you? But, and, uh, it's terrible. Why, why, why persist with it? Why persist? And when people think, oh, we can vote this guy in and make this happen, and but it's only semi-permanent and it never really lasts. So why, mm-hmm. why persist with the charade of, of it all? I always just put none of the above. I put a big X through it or when I write none of the above. Yeah. Because none, none of them people are speaking what I'm thinking about. I don't want to get Kexit done. The empty seat would definitely be as close to my personal views as you could probably elect for a person. Like, well, is he going to do uh, absolutely nothing? No? Oh, well, we need somebody else then. We need somebody else in there who's going to do absolutely nothing. Tell you, tell people. Do you how. think that if it just all disappears though overnight with the media and all that, like that machine just is going to keep on chugging along, because people are so content in their little platforms, with their and even though the platforms are shrinking and people are being pushed off of the sides of them, and they're falling into the abyss, of uh, well where we all are, I suppose down in the Fediverse and beyond, um, 
Like people were just literally being shoved off left, right, and centre. Like I've known friends who have had jobs and now they won't have jobs anymore because they've got drunk in a pub and started screaming about something. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know people right now that are, are in terrible dire straits because the class has just been cut off and it's such a wonderful, vibrant, colourful place. And suddenly there's no bar work and there's no theatre work. And so all of the performers and everyone who's picking up the scraps at the bottom of that horrendous system mm-hmm. are, are in right dire straits and it's terrible. It's really terrible. Can't even teach a class as children no more and just make a, like a little Saturday living where you, you know, have a, some kids riding around doing some dance moves or whatever. And sure. like, no one can do that. It's just so here. incredible. Like the, it, al- it almost makes you wonder how and what for this is planned when the when the things that are shut down are all associated with like the stuff we're doing right here which is just people gathering together and independently talking to one another you know independently exposing new ideas to each other and uh you know just a sense of community that's the things that are the most banned you've got schools you've got churches you've got pubs those are like the top three no-nos yeah exactly and you know, it just makes you wonder why. It's like where where were the uh, all the sons of the revolution meeting and and uh, planning? It was in you know pubs and church houses, like yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. All that Guy Fawkes rubbish and set a firework off on a blooming night and feel good about some geezer in sixteen, whatever. I <laughs> remember just... remembering all of that. Yeah, that's it. The guy, but I mean, now we've got the the mask and the V for Vendetta thing, so I guess it's worked out well for us in the end. Really, <laughs> it's a commercial success. But then you could argue that 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 whole anonymous thing is just another stupid psyop sucking people up, like a, the honey traps that are out there. Like I, I think most of the politics stuff. Like one of my signs is just like on No Agenda Social. My banner is just politics with a big no sign through it. Like I think yeah. if, if I was in charge, I'd just say, All right, no more politics. We don't need to do that no more. <laughs> Done with all Silly of way of doing things. Yeah. But then who knows? Who knows if it would work? Who knows if it would, wouldn't? If you don't realise the reality that you want to set, you're not going to try and attempt to make it or not. Yep. But at first, you've got to get to grips with a digital, a digital kingdom and then use what I've got to try and kick off from there. I mean, I, I don't think Nigel Farage would be too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's just worth, like, as, as a graphic novel alone, I think it would be just quality, you know? Some, <laughs> no doubt. Someone going up to the UN and just laying the, laying the law down, saying, right, we're all going to do our own thing and you can still do what you want to do, but we're just going to do our thing, basically, and ignore you. Yeah. It's going to have to come to that because they're just so overreaching. They just literally yeah. want... And, well, and you can't... Um... It's just absurd to think that you can run everywhere in the world the same, you know? Like places are so different. People get up uh their hair on fire about climate, but you know, climates are different all over the earth. Um your general weather pa- weather patterns. You're going to have It's a big old place in it. That's different resources, different uh cultures, a lot of differences <laughs> when you go around the world the more you travel. Yeah. And so you it's impossible to run everywhere the same, even here in in the United States, like state to state, there are vastly different laws, and uh, people can move around the the country according to them, and they can also, you know, how do you keep up? How do you even know one from the other? 
You, t- I mean, you're just you, you got to assume. It's signposted. Is there like signs that say, "Right, big joint here"? Like it's all lit up. You know, Sometimes. Friend, friendly place. You can <laughs> spot one up under it. Don't worry. It's a sanitized place. There's just like a big light and a camera and then a sign saying, <laughs> yes, "Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, stand son. there and smoke your weed. <laughs> Roll up a joint right there. Mm. Trust us, you'll be fine. Safety in numbers. It's true." I love it when you guys do a, a, like a British accent. Or a, <laughs> a British accent. <laughs> a poor attempt at a British accent. I was watching some terrible show on Netflix, a designated survivor, and they obviously couldn't afford to go over to Britain. And um, so they were just filming bits of it and pretending it was in London, but it weren't. It was in America somewhere, and they had some, some young girl, and she had a terrible accent, and my missus was sat there. I was looking at her thinking, how can you plumbing watch this rubbish? This is just such nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but Kiefer Sutherland, you know, he took his trousers down in a restaurant and did some strange stuff at one point. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. The secrets. Everyone's got those skeletons, and they? I mean, I've done crazy shit in restaurants. Not really that, but you get fucked up and you do stuff, don't you? That's, yeah. That's yep. just, you've got mates there saying, oh, don't do that, don't do that. And if they're wrong ones and they egg you on, you can end up doing some right daft stuff. No doubt about that at all. <laughs> I remember when, because we had a pub up in, in Mayfair, and so we used to have all different people come in. And um, uh, Guy, Guy Ritchie and Madonna once came in, and Madonna's handlers tried to come in, and my dad stood at the door and went, no, 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 we're not going to have any of that cabolics in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I sat there and thought, oh, that's so funny. That is hilarious. And she actually got to pour a pint, and she enjoyed herself. and a <laughs> <laughs> really nice night no cameras nothing like that like that little age just before the the iphone because the iphone was what really changed it when it was it 2007 that's what really moved us all on to that next bit of true sort of big tracking chips i mean yeah, yeah. Every, I've, I've got one sat there it's like and the missus is all oh you gotta <laughs> keep it on just in case i need to get older yeah huh. like, well i'll be back when i'm back i mean i'm not exactly going very far am i <laughs> yeah it's wild how uh constantly tracked everything is i worry to what extent it is and i always feel like is there some sort of boogeyman in your psychology that's being built up but then i do feel like there's a relationship between the collective consciousness of the human race and this net that i described like the the techno- technological aspect of it and it's just kind of the technological aspect is coveting what what is beneath of it, and it's trying to, like they're trying to just basically do a full spectrum domination on us. Because when the the old lockdowns first started and all the planes were all landed and we had beautiful weather for weeks on end, and I was going around saying, "Look, no planes in the sky, so at least we get a clear blue bloody sky for the day." <laughs> I get to get chemmed the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, and everyone says, oh, there's only water vapour. Like, yeah, it's water vapour that starts out as a thin line at four o'clock in the morning, and then by 10 o'clock in the morning, it's like a big old fucking cloud. Right. Another one comes by. Huh. Uh, if you can't appreciate that that's happening right above you, I mean, now, yeah. what, what, what can you possibly do to someone? I just, I don't, and I've seen some crazy stuff just by looking up. I mean, the, the sky is a weird place. Yeah, that's true. A big... I just don't trust anything about it. Big and weird. And then you have, like, satellites further than that, that even at night yeah. in the in the country, they're still incredibly tough to see, you know? Who knows what's up there, let's face it. 
You can't. No idea. <laughs> you can't. You can't know unless you go up. Unless there. you go yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Know. My friends always mock me for that. They're like, they send me these memes, and they're like, "Oh, is it that? Is it this? Oh, it's not this. It's not that. You'll never know." And I always think, oh, like, "Why you got to dig me out just because of that? Just because I won't <laughs> believe in the ISS?" I tell them it's. I tell them it's a prop. It's like just. I say, "I've been up there. It's a set. It's just a prop." <laughs> <laughs> flying around I mean I don't know I mean there's people that I spoke to on in, in Jitsi and they've argued quite passionately about it all and and why we ain't been back but there's just so many like the, the if it's if it's Swiss cheese those holes are getting larger and larger and we're just it's going to be no cheese left by the end of this thing unless we see some sort of palpable rocket man thing that you can go on and I don't know even if it's VR can't they just make that happen you yeah I always wonder about that when I was a kid, I had like <laughs> this daydream of the car just being like some spoof on a treadmill, you know, and like they just oh, make the yeah, windows yeah. images go by. And then you get out and they've just changed the set. Yeah. I had a weird mind as a kid. I guess that didn't really change growing up either. I, I just never stopped watching movies from a very, very young age. Like I remember watching Predator about nine and uh, Aliens about you know, nine, ten. I think Pulp Fiction I started about six but I didn't finish it until I was 11 oh, I, kept, I kept stopping it thinking no this is this is going places I don't think I should be going <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yeah. and it's not to the detriment of my parents I would sit down and explain why I was watching them to them and they would sit there and think well this it seems like he's taking it on the chin fairly well so you know <laughs> <laughs> it's only a bit of entertainment isn't it but I always look at those sort of stories and the effort that people put into them Stuff like just anything that's out there in popular culture, you just you devour it, don't you? But it, it informs what we believe in, and people feel like Star Trek is possible and that it's going to happen. And I say, unless you get Kexit done, you'll never get Star Trek done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, and there there are a lot of steps between here and Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. Oh, <laughs> uh, that guy, the orange. Oh man. man. You miss him, don't you? Really miss oh, him. Oh yeah. There's just a void. Quality. I mean, I I think everybody to some extent has dust. this yeah. has this hole it. in their just heart dust. for him. You know, <laughs> even the people that hated him so much, because like, I probably even especially them, because they're so confused right now. Because mm. now, like, it's weird for them. Like, they still have. They've the got their way, but Trump. they haven't. They haven't had it. They've had their cake, but they can't eat it. Correct. Oh yeah, and now they're like the only real direction of their hate is like either still at Trump who's mostly invisible right now or at the dusty man who's like almost as invisible as Trump right now, you know, like they trot him out occasionally and then like rush him off at the end. So like it's hard to even hate. And the, the press is like just giving him kid hands this whole time. Just the, the, the the fact that there's still walls up around Washington DC and I say this to everyone I meet on Jitsi and, and who's over there, I just say, oh, are they still up? <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's crazy, just, yeah. They haven't gone, going in, they haven't gone anywhere, going man. You have to Who wonder. Who are you fighting? What, are you fighting COVID? Oh, they're fighting something, that's for <laughs> sure. You <laughs> also have to... Rifles at COVID? It kind of tickled my brain as to the whole mask thing kind of coming out of nowhere, especially after they had already kind of... We see shots of where they're sleeping. Let the cat and you think, out of the bag, they've said, like... You know, what's going on the masks don't do nothing and then they were like oh everybody has to mask and you gotta wonder well ah. 
Is that because they just need people running around in masks in certain places and without being questioned? Like, it's weird, isn't it? It's really weird. What kind of operations are they just tra- training the algo? They're saying, "Oh, can the algo get away with just just the eyebrows?" I'll do it for a couple of years, and we'll see if we get enough data to make it work. Once the uh, phones have like a scent or smell input, dude, I think that everything Ooh. will be re-revolutionized again. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Because they can oh, just like... Don't, don't, I'm not sticking around for that bit, I'm sorry. Think about it like a dog that can analyze things like un- unobjectively, you know? No, or, thank you. or totally objectively. Like dogs, they don't have a sense of, oh, that smells bad. Yeah. Like a bad... We've lost our smell though, haven't a, we? A bad, bad smell would be smell. like just a, a big load of information for them. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But you were saying about having a, an allergy and seeing it in a room, just like avoiding it. Oh, yeah, yeah, with peanut butter. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I think I have that, but with, um, what's it, people that live in Dementia, the other one. Day. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> but I well, run pubs, so I have to be very congenial. Yep. Yeah, I've get been... Get the conversation uh, ticking along nicely, and you can do that to some degree, because it's everyone against me at this point. Yeah. I've been in a lot of those kind of uh, performative jobs, or I don't know how to describe it. Like a yeah. tour guide. I was for the tour guide for a long time. Oh, you cool. just have what, was to, it? what was the tour of what? Tour of the uh, coffee roaster. Oh, the nice. Coffee, the okay. coffee plant here in town. My cousin's really big into coffee down in Brighton. He loves it. That's where I smoked my first uh, bit of ganja down in Brighton. Oh, it's yeah. a cool place. Yeah, it's like, um, like, you know, in Star Wars, you know, like Moss Eisley. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that's, that's a bit like that. Just <laughs> the uh, where the characters hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all a bit like a bit crazy. And, yeah, it's, it's cool. He's he's down there doing his coffee thing. Yeah, I got way too into coffee. I started there as a uh, tour guide and then worked my way from the production floor. Like I just started as like a a bag bitch that fills all the bags with beans from the big industrial scale. Wow. And after like two or three months, I worked all the way up to being the head roaster, roasting all the coffee. (laughs) Nice one to watch. Yeah. So it was incredible how they did it. They had like five different roasters going. And so Yikes. you I would just be busting ass, pushing beans around, roasting. You can like, be you can be my, my supplier to the Bean of Kent. You can get the, the special Bean of Kent, the the privilege to because I need a I need a Kentish bean. I've always been looking for a Kentish bean. Um, never found one. Um, my cousin says that that you can only import them. But I think there's there's a woman that grows olives in uh, where is it? Uh, somewhere on the coast, and. Um, if she can grow olives, I don't see why I can't grow some coffee beans. Yeah, I always wondered, there's got to be a way to do good coffee outside of the belt. Because, like, traditionally all the coffee's grown in the in the tropics. Exactly, and, yeah. It's uh, very, up in the it's very mountains. specific, isn't it? Yeah. So higher altitudes and mm. tropical temperatures where you don't have a winter. Space. With space would be perfect for growing coffee then, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, there up. you go. Let's go up there. Yeah, I don't know how things would uh, grow or would, where roots would know which way is up if, in you'd zero gravity. You'd think gravity. the sunlight would be better, wouldn't you? You'd think you'd get a bit bit better energy Yeah, there's from no, the sun. no cloudy days up there, that's for sure. There you go. There's a, there's a positive there. Isn't it? isn't it full of debris by now? But there's that full of junk up there. And where's the, oh, there's yeah. the island of trash that's just like floating around the Pacific? Wouldn't have someone bumped into that by now and we'd have had some sort of disaster. Yeah, who's going to go out and stick a flag in it and <laughs> claim the Isle of Trash? N- not Pacific me. Pacific Garbage <laughs> Patch or whatever. 
Size of Texas one time, someone t- tried to tell me it was. Yeah, I remember hearing about that a lot, maybe oh, really? 10 years ago. There's or a something. picture. Show me the picture. Yeah. Uh, even, if, if, even if there was a picture, I'd just say, no, that's been photoshopped. Mate. Yeah, they, they brought all those g- milk jugs in, man, right before they took the picture. They just threw them in <laughs> the drink it? right there. That's it. It's not hard uh, to fudge, you'd think. Is uh, that the whole thing of not having a natural photo from Earth and all that? Just goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember Shaquille O'Neal, whether he was trolling or not, being like, <laughs> I drove all the way from L.A. to New York. It seemed pretty flat to me. <laughs> We're just like, oh, shit. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, why not? You know, why not? Does seem pretty flat. Um, We always ask people if they have like a favorite strain or. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, some of your top favorites that you've tried yeah so what you used to talk about an indica or a sativa don't you and oh yeah one of them does one thing and the other one does the other and i like the one that does the uh, the other thing where you're just chatty and just um oh sure is, uh, that, is that sativa they say sativas do more of that kind of cerebral high like the say, yeah, head yeah. high and uh indica yeah, I'm a very social person i like to have a chat they to remember it. People a lot of times say indica equals into couch, where That's it's it, more yeah, of a body yeah. high and you're kind of sleepier or lazier. That's it, yeah. You get the you get the squinty Dr. Seuss racist eyes. <laughs> after, you, after you smoke too much. That's us done. Well done. Uh, just got us slung the hell out of here. Wherever <laughs> here is. They officially chopped me off. Flagged. Oh. <laughs> Connection lost. No, no we said Dr. Swiss. In Dr. the Apple Swiss. iTunes store. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dr. Seuss no more. Oh, man. Oh, it's so, so, so stupid. It's just ridiculous. I know. I love um, Sasita's Noodle. God, that's my, got to be one of my all-time favorite um, uh, jingles. Just uh, I'm about to shoot you as my pasta glock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I just love that so much. The it's pasta so funny, glock really. is so great. Yeah. You Especially racist the piece version. of shit. Because it was the whole thing of, you know, you call me Fredo. Was it Fredo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That guy. How was this just with his brother and the, the weird interactions that they've caught? Oh, and man. I, se- I send them to people on WhatsApp and they're just like, yeah, so what? They're just brothers. Yeah, like, they're guys, just do brothers. Do you not see how creepy this is? One is the governor of New York. <laughs> the, guy, exactly. the other one's telling you what to think. Uh, I, I don't know if you know what a governor is, but there's only 50 of them. They're sort of a big deal. I just, uh, the, the the weird depravity that them two must have been up to. Oh, Jesus. Short lives must be beyond uh, comprehension. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> Where's yeah. my blow, man? Something like that. Yeah. That's what I don't know. Because he's got nipple rings as well, hasn't he? So yeah, he's, like, he's, he's all in. He's kind of a weirdo, from what I hear, oh, from from the evidence I can observe. Who ain't? Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to say I'm normy normal, but uh, you know, I just um, I just really like having seeing like kids and seeing my my world grow around me and building yeah. the things that I like to like I loved it when my pub was open and I could walk through it and listen to 10 conversations in the space of like f- five seconds and they will be the same ones that I've heard a million times before <laughs> <laughs> and all the different and the ways that people interact and it's just so changed over the over the years and if we don't really actively fight for it we'll never keep hold of it so I won't let it go until I um 
to uh, shuffle off the mortal coil, I don't think. Like, I can't think of ever retiring. I'd rather... People say, oh, would you build them up to sell them? And I think, no, never. Just hold on to them. Try and buy them outright as much as you can. Yeah. Get out that old death pledge. Yeah, no doubt. Just get some cash flows. Yeah, I think even, you know, doing something that breaks even, if it, you know... Yeah. Uh, so I've got a uh, cab booked for about quarter past one, and we're about 17 minutes out of it. Okay. So I'm just going to crack my last... Uh, I've done turn the fridge off and all that so I've got to try and remind myself to make sure I turn that back on again don't want to let the beer all spoil by tomorrow that wouldn't be good would it no. Mind you, it'd be alright all to be fair it's quite cold out there it's not exactly very oh, top of the south guys top of the south cheers top of the south <laughs> you can almost hear people ordering it it's really sad <laughs> oh man sorry, sorry I did a cover of um, Empty Chairs at Empty Tables from um, Les Mis oh yeah and I meant to send it to Adam, but I just, I don't know, I stuck it on no agenda social. It was, uh, yeah, because it's so apt, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no just, doubt. Where's, where are my friends? It should be. I used to have like a little Sega Saturn running and all sorts going and just in little corners. But not anymore. Yeah, that's just, it pisses me off the more I think about it, you know? So stupid. But the free money's there, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. got to try and, and the beer's still being made miraculously and people are still drinking it. So Yeah, it's just, you got to go to the package store now. It's like they're all still alive. They're all still sat in their houses. They're not They're not just dead. That's crazy, isn't it? I know, they're just like kind of... they be dead by now. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> laying around. Watching Netflix. How long can you lay around and just get sent a check? I guess you Se- could do that forever, forever, couldn't you? Yeah, seemingly. Isn't that what UBI this, is this all is about? My- my point is that everyone's getting 80% over here on furlough, but I know people that haven't stopped working because they're tradesmen and they're builders. Sure. And all the building work that's going on, the construction work up uptown, it's, they're getting into London, they're leaving at six in the morning, they're getting in by 20 past. They're getting out of there by blooming quarter past one, two o'clock. It's, it's a nice day, that is. That's all right. No doubt. But when, when all the office workers were getting in and that and everything else was going on, it's a nightmare. If you leave at like 20 past six, that's it. You're not getting there till eight o'clock. Huh. Yeah. So it makes a difference. And there's stuff like that that's happening. And you think, okay, I see what's going on there. Because they're all earning 100%, if not more, right? Sure. We'll get maybe like a hazard pay situation or something sweet <laughs> exactly. on the back end. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. And I remember going to construction sites. I did a little bit of work as an electrician. And I sort of saw where it was going with the fingerprint recognition. And I just sort of thought, nah, fuck that shit. Yeah. Can't be dealing with any of that bollocks. Yeah, you you never know when it's going to stop, you know? Just step by step. It's like you're saying, unless people all reject it, it'll just keep going. I think the, the, the media is just painting the picture and the, what we're getting through our our entertainment is just basically saying oh because people always say to me about hg wells and how he dreamt up the mobile telephone in the time machine and it's like science fiction is just leading us along isn't it to some degree and people just spin in pure fiction now and, and, and when you see fake interviews of fake people and who knows like i get do this this remap app where you like put someone else's face on someone and something else. Oh yeah. And I get my face put on just the most random stuff and I just think, oh <laughs> like so I have to sit here and watch this. Like I've already seen it a thousand times, but it is kind of funny to be fair, <laughs> but at the same time. Just borrow just, borrow your face for a second. 
it's just, just the changing of the language of just humanity. It's just if we're, we're losing the ability to write long um, bits of prose that people say about Greg Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi. I say like that's quite a feat that they can cram quite a lot and they've got a lot to say. And really, sure. that's I, you know, that they do need an editor. I will go as you know, that, that is apparent as well, but they've still good content it's still it's a it's because when you're on if you're on if they're saying you're on the right you've got to look for people on the left and say well what about those guys yeah absolutely there's the jimmy door as well uh, someone says uh, they play on the show as well yeah you can't just like hear the same argument from and even like with independent kind of thinkers it's hard to find a a side necessarily to be on you know but uh Ron, Ron Paul, I saw him on Louder with Crowder the other day. That was oh yeah, it was a good ten minutes on YouTube. I suppose can't believe I'm still going to YouTube, but the, you know, it's just there. I know it's so easy, isn't it? Mm. It's like, well, this works still. My friends all use it to post their silly little videos, so it's just you know something to watch, isn't it? Whilst you're doing something else, no trying to listen to podcasts though. There's just so many. Everyone's what they said on the show the other day about everyone having a podcast. It's so true. Yep. And I can't keep up. Like I really, I've got the ones that I really, really like, and I do listen to yours as much as I can. But no agenda. As soon as there's one of them out, I'm just straight on that. Yep. Never, never catch it live though. I've never caught it live. Oh really? I guess it'd be yeah. tough with your time zone difference, huh? It's about five o'clock, so the kids are having dinner and yep. bath time's happening, and she wants me to tidy up. And yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a tough one to pull off. I, I did have it on in the background once and I just got weird looks at dinner. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? Like, let's put Disney back on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to no agenda. <laughs> the kids say. Yeah. Say, well, that's too uh, bad. <laughs> I, but they're, they're happy in their little world and I do tell them that it's a little bubble and all that and I go, oh, what are the, what are the old magicians telling you today, guys? But you can have a chat with them whilst they're watching it and they're literally like women hypnotized. You can bang pots and pans and they just they don't even see you. Yep. <laughs> and jump in front of them like and Hello. There's, there's a couple of phrases that I can say, like uh, uh if I go earth to or uh-huh. um yeah, I'll go shaken by literally by the shoulders and say, Hey guys, snap <laughs> out of it. Or you get or you get tracked in yourself and you, you end oh, up joining them. Yep. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Definitely oh, happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird stuff it's magic with a k as csb would like me to say magic with a k yeah i hope i said this is the debuting of my new podfather light gear i just went down the podfathergear.com route and um literally went through brexit with it as well because got some of it from uh, uh america oh, i believe nice. L- la and somewhere else well it sounds yeah. really nice you sound well i'm in a crispy. big pub it's big and empty so Hopefully one day there'll be someone here just sitting there listening to me drone on to no one in space. (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun. One of our favorite pastimes, droning on to the internet. uh, There's a resonation that happens when you broadcast and you you send that that bait out wide and your consciousness gets on there and somebody could just washing the dishes and they're just doing what they're doing and they'll just be devouring it 24 7 just as a as a thing in their life and it will form who they are as a character and it will really make an impact and a dent and what adam curry has given us the pod father is miraculous and what he's doing with pod, podcasting 2.0 i mean you're you've got the uh, 
account over it there. I'd let you do your little wizardry on the old <laughs> keyboard and all that. And I'm just trying my best to even keep up, man. Um, we should definitely just have a place where we can all hang out, man. I always definitely. call it alive online, like because I think if we're alive online, we're alive online. And then I'd like to have the you know live online show, and then just pick out little bits from everyone's beautiful work every week, and just showcase it, and have a place where people can just do what they want to do. And I know that my pillow guys be in competition, but hopefully we can just <laughs> work together and get this thing get this thing talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the dream, man. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, another question on our list for you. Have you ever oh, yeah, been? It, yeah. You ever been busted or had a close call? Yeah. So um, one one night I was going out and my mate was going back to the flat and I give him my bag and I said, "Take this back home, stick it in my room." He's like, "Yeah, all right." So I give it to him and then I went to this club called Fabric and it's like a real loud nightclub and I got um, off the tube and I got into the queue for the nightclub and I got all the way to the door and just before I got to the front door my mate appeared at my shoulder and went, "Hello, Greg." I went, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to follow you, you know, see where you went. And I went, oh, right, what did you do with my bag? And he went, it's right here, here you go. And he passed it to me and I went, oh, oh fuck's sake. So they went through it and they didn't find nothing, or they did, and I paid a little extra or whatever and um, <laughs> got it in and out. And it was only like a queue because I was only about, you know, 17, 18, going home just for the weekend and that and just wanted to sit there and watch a couple of movies or whatever and... Anyway, and then I got out and I got I, had to, I was walking at five in the morning and I thought, oh man, this is crazy. And I went to make a cigarette, like a, like a rolly, and I didn't have any like short single skins, but I had those king size ones. And so I just rolled one of them king size and I'm Damn. walking around and a big red police car pulls up to me and then they get out and the red ones are armed. And I thought, oh, here we go. And it's oh, five shit. in the morning. He's like, let me have a look at what you're smoking there, mate. It's like, go on then, break it apart. There's nothing in it. I've got nothing on me. Yada, yada, yada. And he went, right, let me search you. Why would you have king size if you didn't have anything on you? And I was like, oh, here we go. And then he pulled me aside and was like, if you've got something, it's better to say now, son. And I kept on swearing and he kept on saying, listen, God don't want you to swear. I kept on thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you used to tell me what to say. I can swear if I fucking want to swear. But now I realise that curse words are actually curses. And sure. you shouldn't really use them, like, unless you really mean them. Yeah. It, it all mm. means something, that's for sure. Yeah, it's will and intention. If you put the intention into it, it has a, an effect. Yep. Good old-fashioned magic. That's the, going back to what you're saying about putting the podcast out there in the universe too is... For sure. Those spells echo over time. People go back and like listen to old ones and sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes some of that stuff you yeah. say gets played again and again. Yeah, could could be the foundations of generations to come. Who knows? Who knows? Or it just could be lost in the big digital trash pile of information that's been accumulated by the nightmare of uh, the you know, net drag neck falling down upon us <laughs> Tom Hanks and his, I saw a single glove on the street the other day and I thought I should take a picture of this and send it to Tom see if he likes it <laughs> it's this kind of art right <laughs> yeah it's right outside my pub though it makes me creeps me out a little bit oh that's kind of weird it's been there for a day it's like a golf club so I can kind of put together how it got there I mean, people with golf clubs are quite careless these days I suppose yeah um do you have any favorite pot etiquette 
or favorite uh, pot slang. Like I was uh, kind of yeah. interested because, um, you know, since it's uh, such cultural a, stuff, yeah, yeah distance exactly. and all that, yeah. A puff. I've always called it puff, really. Puff. Okay. Yeah, like puff the magic dragon. Sure. I we always called uh, one of my favorite slangs was for a lighter, which we call a spark. Hmm. So it's yeah. like you got a spark or not. If you want to borrow a lighter, like you got a spark on you. Yeah, yeah. We never, no, never said that. I just have a yeah lighter. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that that's cool and all that because it's a part of the culture that surrounded it. And Mary Jane and like I, I was thinking about like when you said when's your first interaction with it, and I re- when I really think about it, it's, it's with um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with sure. uh, the Last Chance with Mary Jane. When I was about four or five, I used to listen to that over and over and over <laughs> again, and then it sort of must have seeped in there somewhere. I remember Pink Floyd coming in and out of my life at a very early age as well. Sure. I remember being given a choice on a Saturday. Do you want to stay at home with dad or go out with mum? And go out with mum entailed going and seeing an old relative uptown and going to some market somewhere and walking around or be sitting in a pram for ages or sitting indoors and listening to, you know, Oasis or Pink Floyd or something and playing with some Lego. I think I know which one I'd yeah, pick right now, you know what I mean? seems like an easy choice even <laughs> Exactly. Still, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So I think I was just always inclined to just be be like that and just fit in when you guys all talk about homeschooling that's a that's a place that I'd love to have experienced and gone along with but I didn't and I had a really great time doing what I did but that's just because I chose to have a great time doing it and I think that's what life's all about like try and have a good time and try not to die whilst you do it yeah I agree yeah you can only just try to improve upon what little you found out about the universe thus far you know yeah, add something, you know? Don't yeah. be detractive. Don't be negative. Be positive. Yeah, Try and absolutely. build something. Make something happen. Move and shake. I mean, it's how the orange man got in charge of the White House for four years. There's your blueprint. There you go. Yeah, you just got to uh, do your own thing. Do it your way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to try and get it done. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think if I get Farage on side, I'll have a good standing chance at least. It's worth a hashtag or two, isn't it? Absolutely. Nobody believes I was able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) They'll always doubt it, you know, but... Oh, yeah. You gotta give it a uh, It's it's been a blast, but my cab's probably going to turn up in a couple of minutes, but it's, what is it, 13 past here, so I've got a couple of minutes. If there's anything that's real pressing that you want to get through, then... Um, now's the time to bud it out. I think we can. We didn't even go behind the blooming curtain. We'll have to do an after-show party if you want. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We can uh, take it there. I don't think any guest has actually been behind the camera. No, we haven't taken Oh, man. I've got a dream. You got a sea back here. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, smoky. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's... I like the rug. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it really ties the room together, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the prints. Nice. Yeah. A little dingy, yeah, but uh, it's different from what I ours. thought it'd be, but then it always is. Yeah. And you have a, a picture in your mind of what something's like. Yeah. It's it's hard to imagine. And adjust. It is uh fantastic. Well, yeah, we can definitely let you um get off to your cab, but it was really great hanging out and uh indulging our questions, getting yeah. to know you a little better. Um And for those hanging out on the stream, there are a couple. Thanks for joining us live. This one's gonna go yeah, out. It's been a blast, man. It's been good fun. Uh, loved having you on and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime soon 
Yeah, whenever, yeah. I mean, we're just going to keep swimming, right? With the fish in the ocean, getting That's our right. schools together. Just keep swimming. Don't stay too close to the guy next year, but you're quite far away. Kansas. <laughs> yeah, Should exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I've been Dame Dolorian. And I'm Griff the Cock. May your balls burn ever brighter. They banned this person from Facebook and YouTube.